0: welcome to the stone industry podcast whether you're an experienced agent new to the industry a property manager or principal join us in conversations with fellow industry peers stone industry conversations will bring you content to inspire and inform you on your journey in real estate
1: welcome all welcome to the second series of our industry podcast and today we are very lucky to have anthony bell anthony bell is the ceo of bell partners they're certainly the award-winning advisory for accountry, wealth management and total solutions for you out there and today i've got anthony on the show good morning anthony welcome
2: yeah good morning peter it's great to be here
1: today i thought we'd ask anthony a few questions of us fellow principals out there and or agents it's certainly been a uh, tumultuous week with what's been going on so i thought anthony can give a bit of clarity around that today on where he sees the market going and also some tips on some cost savings we might need to do in our business that aren't necessarily going to damage our business so we come through this with flying colors at the end Anthony, what, a gu- what guidance can you give yeah. to people listening in?
2: What? Yeah, so firstly is to accept what a week, what a two weeks um, this has been. Uh, nobody has really been prepared for it. This is the force majeure, do I mean, sort of a century. But in times like this, the most important place to go to is to get the security and protection. Um, and that means looking at our income sources and doing everything we certainly can to ensure both the continuity but also to the longevity of those income sources. We've seen uh, an absolute uh, dismantling of the hospitality industry in the last two weeks, vibrant restaurants and function centres, wedding halls, everything has just come to a complete stop. And as a result, hundreds of thousands of staff, I mean, sort of who had good, gainful jobs are now out of work and our heart actually goes out. So those, you know, sort of uh, signs that are rippling through the economy Uh, heighten our need for taking this really seriously. But there is still a lot that small and medium enterprise can do to galvanise itself and ensure its longevity, as I mentioned before. Now, the first place to go to is day one. Start to find out exactly where your business is. I, I look at what your operational outgoings are and I look at what your balance sheet looks like on a daily basis. Get a daily health test out, Pete that actually tells you exactly where you stand in the world today. That daily healthcare should be something that comes to you. And the big word um, with a capital C is cash. That's going to become the most important asset that any business can control and preserve to help them get through this. Cash and cash equivalents is the most important part. So a lot of us uh, in in business, um, we, we have cash in our bank and we actually send out an invoice or a bill for that cash, and that becomes our second asset, which is receivable. But you need to analyse the receivables because if the people who owe you money um, are going to be also too challenged incredibly by this economic crisis, then we need to assess the likelihood that that debt will actually convert into cash as well. On the same side, part two is um, get ready for actually making your business as efficient and compressing it to the point where it can still be in operation, even in a lower downturn of an economy, even in times where we might lose thirty or forty percent of our revenues. We still need to actually know what our costing model is. And what I'm saying to a lot of businesses, Pete, is let revenue speak to you. When you, the biggest question I've had in the last two weeks is, do I cut? Do I cut labor? Do I cut costs? Do I cut um, my supply chains or reduce them? And the answer to that is, um, is that Revenue of your business is actually the factor which should be the most important one in helping you make those decisions. Um, We've had some businesses act in a too cavalier mentality. They've cut essential services and then they found out that they actually needed them back on board for other opportunities that came up and they certainly didn't have uh, the essential part. So they actually missed out on opportunities. So what I say is get to your core business, know exactly what it costs to run you per month, and actually let revenue speak to you. And as revenue starts to decline, you then go to your plan A, um, which will be to effectuate cuts. And then if revenue continues to decline, you'll go to your plan B, but you'll be in complete control and complete staging around that. Now it's really important too, that when you're doing that planning, you also take into account that we businesses, we've been told by the prime minister, need to think about a six month plan. And that six month plan is probably the worst case scenario, a lot of economic indicators are coming out saying we'll get out of this crisis a lot earlier than that so you want to think about not dismantling your business completely by cost cuts that will actually affect you when the market comes back and it will come back and people will be trading again and there will actually be a lot of timing difference rather than permanent difference meaning that um, the businesses will actually have really really high performance rates in the back half of the year you want to make sure that you're there to capture all of that opportunity as well. Um, one thing that's really important, Pete, uh, in this whole process is that businesses shouldn't budget to make a loss because businesses that budget to make a loss invariably achieve it. So at the lowest point, the business should definitely budget to maintain itself, you know, to look up after its people, really important to actually um, stage growth and opportunity into the future and be there to take advantage of that opportunity but not to get to the point where it actually sacrifices itself in working capital. So it doesn't survive in the future. The prime minister has used the words hibernate, which is a good word. Um, he's a good prime minister and he's got a very big eye on small business, hence the stimulus packages that are coming. So on that point, really important to have advice to how, uh, what your rights are on stimulus packaging and how you can access it as quickly as possible. To you so Anthony,
1: can I just jump in there? Jump so I was just, just recapping for our guys listening. And again, most people a lot of businesses especially new ones may never have been through this sort of turmoil certainly none of us probably in our lifetime been through a pandemic Um, and and obviously just recapping what you're saying and i know within our business we're basically taking a plan to look at six months what's our minimum operating costs uh, that we have to maintain to keep the business going and then for some of us whether that means that we have to work three days a week that's what that's probably our first cut and we're looking at that obviously things change daily depending on if it's a full lockdown or not is that sort of what you're saying Look at your bare costs. Absolutely. yeah. Okay. I really
2: am, mate. I'm saying, yeah, more than ever now, most of us will probably be financially disciplined to look at our business on a monthly basis. So we'll get to our end of month, get our profit and loss, have a look at our balance sheet, look at what our cash flows are like. This current position that we're in is forcing businesses to look at their operations daily uh, and getting it out and having a clear stencil that shows exactly where you stand to help you make the right decision as fast and effective as you can. I think that's but it a good also point. causes Yeah. But it also causes Pete to actually start contemplating, okay, if this does downturn by twenty percent, then what alterations am I going to make to try and not let my balance sheet or my business fall away? The Prime Minister was right when he said, you know, we need businesses to survive here so when we get a chance to come back and thrive, that everybody's open for business. Um, <clears throat> and that's why it's such an important thing. Uh, to actually monitor what's happening at your business on a, like I said, on a micro daily basis.
1: I think that's for a lot of businesses. When times are good, they forget to look on a monthly and see. I think you can get fat in your business, and they forget to the trim. And I think even in good times, we all should be looking at our P and Ls and going, what, "What's that cost this month? Why did it go up by twenty percent? How do we trim that back?" Now, clearly, at the moment, all of us are looking at our monthly P and Ls, and hopefully, if you're not forecasting, you know, a fifty percent downturn, twenty percent downturn, or eighty percent you're a little bit silly so certainly get onto that with your accountants and do some cash flow and forecasting Anthony just some other questions maybe for a lot of people that are so busy out there listing selling dealing with auctions that have fallen over or getting their auctions online like many of us have and there's so much going on without them getting to think about the accounting side yet but I know they're concerned can you give us a little recap of what's been offered out there to small business at the moment of what you've what's come out of the government so far
2: yeah, so the government's come a great stimulus package, but again, it's not a cash. It's a big, the big hundred thousand dollar call for businesses, small business to access a hundred thousand dollar stimulus in the uh, March basis. Is an anomaly is that people think that the government's just going to hand out a hundred thousand dollars. They're actually not. They're actually going to take it off taxes that the business would otherwise owe from what it's amassed in that quarter. So that's the first thing is not to expect a hundred thousand dollar injection into your business, but the things that the government is actually doing is underpinning an ability to get out there for a small business and get lending. Um, to cash flow, particularly lending, to be able to cash flow your way through this really difficult economy. Now it's up to
1: $250,000. And how does yeah, that work bank, at the moment? What, what do the businesses okay. need to do if they're sort of thinking they need to try to access that? Okay, kind of they're
2: going, okay, the first thing they're going to need to do is get, a, get an application together for the bank. So remember, the government is underwriting it, but it's being administered by the bank. So, you're still up for going to the bank and proving that the $250,000 is a fundable and a serviceable debt um, that the business can take on. It'll have uh, the first six months, will have no repayments on it. And then the loan will go up for another uh, two and a half years where they want to try and get the money back as cash flow starts to improve in the business. It's going to be at really low interest rates. The federal government will actually underwrite over half the debt and the banks will administer the other half. And the idea behind that one, Pete, is to actually get away from what was after the Royal Commission. Things became really hard for small business in banking. There were all these hoops to jump through. The government's moved really quickly to say, let's get the red tape off that one. Let's get a survival package. Let's get money out there to business fast so it can survive and it can pay through. I would also say, remember, to get the application done right, you probably still should have an advanced financial application or go to your accountant for advice on how to get it up. It's not just to dial up the bank and ask for 1,300, 250 grand and you'll get it. So really important to get that application part right. So we're hearing those stimulus is coming out. As we we go to audio today, we're waiting on stimulus three. The big ticket items in stimulus three are suggested to be uh, relief for landlords, uh, meaning the government is looking to stimulate and make sure landlords both commercial and residential can be backed up so as when people fall under hard financial pressure, they simply don't walk away from their landlords uh, and there's an effort to keep them with roofs over their head and the businesses continue to operate. So again, when we come back, and we will come back, that those businesses are ready to operate. So they're looking for a stimulus which will be a landlord injection to be able to help landlords who have tenants who fundamentally can't pay their rent. To get them through the next six months, but the big ticket item, Pete, the one that everyone's waiting for, is now a possible labour stimulus package where the government is taking into account the large, massive jobs that are being lost. Um, the queues for welfare are going up and up every day. So it seemingly learnt in the last week that it would be better to just keep these people in jobs rather than provide it via dole payments. It looks like they're going to give an employee, uh, sorry, an employer stimulus to let these people still stay at work, keep them in a job, uh, pay them through the usual channels, do you know what I mean, sort of, and inject real cash into the employer's bank accounts. So it's almost like keeping the staff in a job, they can keep engaged, they can keep working, and when business comes back, they're ready to go. Now, I know that's so eagerly followed by small business. That'll be administered through the tax system. So again, going to your accountants will be an important part in getting first in the queue that way.
1: Anthony, I think it's been great having you on today, and hopefully we'll bring you back on again soon with updates, and I guess certainly we plan to discuss other things of helping people grow their business and cost management on this channel in the future, but we thought we should bring out something what's happening relevant today. Anthony, how do people, if they, if anyone needs to reach out to you or wants to, how do they get hold of you?
2: So the fastest way to come straight to my personal email is bill at bellpartners.com, without the A-U. Uh, And I'll take the email and uh, and, uh, myself or one of our staff will reply directly.
1: Anthony, thank you so much for spending your time with us today and sharing a few words of wisdom and a bit of knowledge. Thank you very much. Great.
0: Thanks, Peter. Great to be here. Thanks for joining us on the Stone Real Estate Conversation podcast. Make sure you visit us at stonerealestate.com.au. Now, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or your favourite podcast player. While you're at it, if you found value in the podcast and the conversations on today's show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes or simply make sure you tell a friend about the conversation we had. Be sure to tune in next week for more information about buying, selling and investing in real estate. Bye for now.